The last time we looked at Philippians 3, 2 through 7, we focused um, not like we did the time before that on the meaning of flesh, but why Paul considered it so important to say that he himself had reason for confidence in the flesh, which he then called total loss. And we argued that he did it to show that he had the right to speak about this because he had achieved as much as all those who were boasting in their achievements, and he counted it as nothing. And secondly, there were so many in these seven right here, all of them, in fact, that are so relevant for us as to things we should not put our confidence in. Now, what I want to do in this session is step back, look at the the totality of verses 1 to 7, and get the big picture clear before we move on to verses 7 and 8 in detail. So, Father, clarify for us the meaning of our own faith. Make it real to us. Guard us from boasting or depending upon things that do not have any effect at all. Show us how to worship by the Spirit and with glorying in Christ Jesus and why this is so different from a life devoted to the things of the flesh. I pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. And he wants to underpin that joy now that should last for eternity. With safety, to write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Now, what is safe for you? What's safe for you is this warning against a life rooted in the flesh and a failure to worship by the Spirit and exult in Jesus. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evil workers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. That is, these are people, probably some kind of Jewish group, at least partially, part of it, because he says, then we are the circumcision. That is, we don't just do the act of circumcision, which turns into a mere mutilation, if you don't worship by the Spirit of God, if you don't glory in Christ Jesus, this becomes mere ritual and mutilation. So wherein, then, does safety consist that leads to rejoicing that lasts forever? And the summary of the matter is that safety does not consist, can't be based on our achievements. Not our achievements minus the Holy Spirit. Minus Jesus Christ. So he's he's laboring in this section to say, All of these traits of mine that I have circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. All of it is loss. It won't keep you safe. 
Safety lies in we are the circumcision. You've got to be the true circumcision, not outward circumcision. And true circumcision is, is marked by these two things. Who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus. So we are, are safe, not, not by our achievements, but by treasuring Jesus above everything we could do, treasuring Jesus and treasuring him by the power of the Spirit. Let me draw this for you. Here's glory in Christ Jesus is an alternative to being the kind of person who are merely operating out of our own fleshly nature, committing evil, therefore, because whatever is not from faith is sin, and turn all good rituals into mere mutilation if they don't have these two things. He's, let me draw it for you. Here's um, us worshiping. Put that in a box. That's us worshiping. And when he says, by the Spirit of God, he's saying that the safe place to be is worshiping based on the power of the Spirit, the Spirit of God. We don't just worship in our own strength. The people who are safe, who rejoice forever, they worship based on power. They depend on power. They're not acting in their own strength. To act in your own strength is merely flesh. But that's not all. And they glory, they boast. This, this glorying here and this worship here are overlapping realities. They're essentially the same. And so this worship here is not simply dependent on the Spirit, it is aiming at the preciousness of Christ. I use preciousness just to make it sound right with power. We worship, depending on the power of the Spirit, we worship cherishing the preciousness of Christ. Christ is the goal. Christ is the focus. The Spirit is given to open the heart to see the glory of Christ. So the safe place to be in this world is not by filling your life with self-made achievements without the Holy Spirit, without Christ. So much of the world the secular world, the religious world, all the world is about, oh, what must I do to be safe before a creator? Even if they don't believe in a creator, their conscience is telling them that. And Paul is saying it will never, ever work. He counts it all as loss. Rather, we must treasure Jesus in the power of the Spirit. So when he gets to the end here, he returns to where he was. He says, I counted all this flesh achievement as 
loss, which is a way of saying in verse 3, I put no confidence in the flesh. All this flesh here, I count as loss. Zero, zero confidence in the flesh. It is all loss. And when he says, for the sake of Christ, he's returning to glory in Christ Jesus. I glory in Christ Jesus. I don't put confidence in the flesh. I do all for the sake of Christ. I count everything else as loss. So where we want to turn now, having seen this picture, is how does he explain the way that Christ becomes for him the replacement of his own achievements?